0: Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, January 22nd. Or no, it's not. It isn't. No, it isn't. It's January 26th, 2022. And uh, welcome. Welcome to uh, the daily podcast. Welcome, Tamara. Welcome, Amber, Bill, Dale. Welcome, everybody. Um, We are uh, reading through the readings for, um, for the year. And um, the way this is, uh, this minister's prayer book is re- designed. It has readings uh, that actually go through two years. And so the idea is that you're going to actually read through uh, the Bible in two years. And so there's a you read through one year of readings and then come back the second year. So we're in year one because we just started. We just started. Um, and so three readings a day, every day. And so today we're going to be reading Isaiah 49, Galatians chapter two, and Mark chapter six. Yeah, welcome everybody. So glad you guys have you on, Larna, Ms. Simmons. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Still a drizzly morning here in Tampa. Um, was a man, it was all day rain yesterday, y'all. You guys know that it was all day rain. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Trish. Yeah, a little bit of rain this morning. Trying to finish up, up our pool, guys. Trying to finish up the pool. Not that we would swim in it right now, anyway. It's too cold. But you know, to get it done. But the rain's kind of slowing it down. I mean, we can't honestly. We can't complain because there's been very few delays in the process, other than the the initial inspection or in, an initial uh, permitting that that took a minute. But since then, it's been pretty pretty uh pretty good flow to it. Huh, flow, yeah, cool flow. All right, y'all, let's Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in, see what the Word of God has to say to us today. Um, Isaiah 49, 1 through 12 is where we're going to start. You know we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Yeah. Good morning, Pastor Tim and Jane. Linda, greetings, everybody. So glad you guys are on, found us. Those of you guys on Instagram, good morning. Um, kind of getting the Instagram feed going again. So thanks for sharing that and letting people know it's out there. Um yeah. And of course on Facebook and the podcast. All right, here we go. Isaiah 49 verses 1 through 12. Listen to me you islands, hear this you distant lands. Before I was born the Lord called me. From my mother's womb he has spoken my name. And Oh yeah, by the way, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Almost forgot that. <laughs> um look at that the Lord knew, knew us from our mother's womb. He knows you. Um, again, that's just a a, uh, a reaffirmation of the sanctity of life as well, right? If God knows us in our mother's womb. over and over that's in the Bible. That's not just here. that's all throughout the Bible. Uh, from the womb to the tomb, man, uh, we should be people who uh, honor the sanctity of life. Um, that's not a, uh, it's not a political statement per se. It's a, a biblical statement. There's some things that are just the Bible. <laughs> it doesn't really matter which side of the aisle you're on. It's just the Bible. And the Bible is pro-life, no doubt. The Bible is for, uh, life for, um, from the womb to the tomb. So not just, uh, you know, uh, not just the unborn, but also, uh, all of life those that have uh, disabilities, those are are uh, old age, um, all of those things. God knows us. He has spoken us by name. Verse 2, he made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. Yeah, God chose chose Israel to display his glory. And he, you know what? He chose you too. He chose you too. Like, I don't feel like I'm much of a, I don't feel like I'm displaying much splendor. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you know what? He chose you. He chose you to display his glory, to display his splendor to the world. Man, what an awesome calling. Mm. What a, What a privilege you know and he can do it that even through our weaknesses right he doesn't do that just through our strengths and honestly often through our weaknesses you know people can relate more to your weaknesses than they can your strengths they can they can people can relate more to our scars than to our trophies you know you're like i'm i did this and i achieved this and i reached this pinnacle well some people can relate to that but when you talk about man i, I was at the lowest point of my life I, this was this was painful this was hurt everybody can relate to that Feel like, yeah, I get that. I know pain. (laughs) Verse four, but I have said, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength and offer nothing. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hands, and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant to bring Jacob back to him and to gather Israel to himself for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God has been my strength God's your strength today man Yeah God is your strength Some of you may need to lean into that today like I need the Lord's strength today I just need to I need just need God's strength It's all right That's what he's there for Lean into his, his strength verse 6 he says It is too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Uh, This is also a prophetic word about Jesus, right? Jesus was going to uh, fulfill the uh, calling of the suffering servant of Isaiah. This is what the Lord says, verse 7, the Redeemer and the Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred, by the nations to the servant to the servant of rulers kings will see you and stand up princes will see you and bow down because of the lord who is faithful the holy one of israel who has chosen you Wow, you're going to be honored among the nations that's jesus the restoration of israel here we go verse 8 this is what the lord says in the time of my favor i will answer you and in the day of salvation i will help you i will keep you and make you to be a covenant for my people for the people To restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritance. To say to the captives, come out. And to those in darkness, be free. Man, saying that to you today, be free. Saying that to you today, be free. The darkness that you're in, he's saying, come out. Come into the light. Man, and you know what? We get to bring that that message into the world. That people can come out of their darkness and, and into God's light. That they can be free. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God says we can be free? That we don't we're no longer slaves, we're no longer captives, but we can be free. We can experience joy and delight and sweet fellowship with the Lord and with all that He has created. Yeah. Um, where are we at? They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat them down. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. That's what Jesus said. He's going to lead us beside. He led us beside springs of water. He has compa- He had compassion on us. Verse eleven. I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways will be raised up. See, they will come from afar, from the north, some from the west, some from the region of Aswan. So this is basically talking about what Jesus would do in his ministry. He's going to reach people of all nations and tribes and tongues and from foreign places, outside of Israel. He was going to be a light and cause them to be free. Galatians chapter 2. Let's go over to Galatians. And that's what happened in the New Testament, right? There's a little bit of conflict over that, right? They started to forget that. They started to forget that Jesus, the purpose of God, was always to open up the good news to all people. And then... It starting to happen, and then you got Jews and Gentiles coming together, different cultures, different backgrounds. They listen to different music. <laughs> you know, people get along with a lot of stuff, man. Sometimes you just people like different kind of music, and now that, that will divide the church right there. <laughs> I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what color your skin is, but you listen to what kind of music? <laughs> uh, different cultures, different flavors, right? People ate different kind of foods. Galatians chapter 2, verse 11. Let's see. This is what's happening, right? Um, Paul's reaching out to the Gentiles, and uh, you know they're just not sure about that. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. You got Peter and Paul in a little standoff here because he stood condemned for certain men came from James he used to eat with the uh, before for before certain men came from James he used to eat with Gentiles so Peter used to eat with the Gentiles but then James came and called him out and he started to back off of that he was like maybe I shouldn't fully fellowship with Gentiles I should not eat what they eat because it makes them feel you know because it James and others maybe made him feel like that would he would cause him to be unclean but when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. So Peter was a little afraid. So Paul's like uh, the other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy. There you go. It's just hypocrisy. So that they are so that by their hypocrisy, even Barabbas was led astray. So this is spreading, man. You know, religion spreads, man. So like here, here uh, Cephas is has been preaching and ministering to Gentiles. Things were going great, but then these religious guys, uh, James and others came we're like you know no, no you know you can't be eating what the gentiles eat you can't I hear I saw you listening to that music I saw your head going like that yeah your head was doing this to their music and that's not acceptable you know I saw you you're patting your foot and your head was doing this to the music you got you got to cut that out like right now stop it we don't listen to that music yeah and uh so Paul's calling him out he's like no 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 hold on there um, he said it got so bad that even poor Barabbas or Barnabas poor Barnabas is uh got led astray by you know this uh this uh, religious legalism when I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel I said to Cephas in front of them all I said it's all of them you are a Jew yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. how is it then? That you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs. <clears throat> He's like, You're a Jew. You don't, you, you, you don't even keep all the Jewish customs. You live like a Gentile, but now you're gonna call out the Gentiles, try to make them live like a, a an Orthodox Jew. Hey, what are you thinking, Peter? You know that, man. Religious people have religion have a selective, ch- they have a choice of uh the religious rules they want you to keep. Now they don't keep all of them, but they got some they want all, they want you to keep. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, practice what I preach. <laughs> that's what religious religious people do. Practice you practice what I preach. I don't do you practice it? No, I don't practice, I preach it. But I just but if you just you pre you practice it, I'll preach it. You know, like some <laughs> of you know, be like, somebody like Pastor Terry, that's what you do every Sunday. Yep, they're preaching, preaching, preaching. <laughs> Trying to get us to practice what you preach. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Where are we? We who are Jews, verse 15. Wait, wait, wait where? wait, wait, Yeah, verse 15. He who, we, we, we who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by the because by the works of the law no one will be justified. So Paul's like got look, we we were we were we were Jewish. We are Jewish. And we're standing here justified not because of our Jewishness, not because of the the uh religious rules and laws that we kept. No, we are standing here justified because of faith in Jesus Christ, and we're Jewish. So we are exhibit A that what saves a person, what justifies a person, is faith in Jesus, not a a rigorous adherence to Jewish law. So why why on the Lord's green earth would you try to get Gentiles to uh, keep Jewish religious law as a means of salvation when we literally are saved because of faith in Jesus and we're Jewish <laughs> he's pointing out the the hypocrisy of it the idiocy of it the inconsistency of it the logical inconsistency verse 17 but if in seeking to be justified in Christ we Jews find ourselves also sinners doesn't that doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? If we're seeking to be justified by Christ, and that justification in Christ is not effective, isn't Christ just promoting more sin? Obviously, that's a rhetorical question. Absolutely not, he answers it. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. Verse 19. For though the law, for through the law, I'm sorry, I'm not getting my words all mixed up today, man. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. What the law led me to the realization that I cannot save myself. So the law led me to dying to the law and being resurrected through faith in Jesus. Yeah, some of you today, you're trying to live by the law. You may have just stumbled upon this, and you're trying to live by the law. I got to do good things. I got to do right things. I got to do all these things. Now, it's good to do good things. Don't get me wrong, but that is not what saves us, right? Paul says, "I died to the law. I stopped trying to have the law uh, provide me pro- provide for me something. It was incapable of providing, namely salvation. The law does not save. The law is like an X-ray. We've said many times. The law is like an X-ray." It reveals the problem. It's like a test. It's like a lab test. You know, it reveals your your the your 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 the numbers, you know, what your what your blood count is, what your cholesterol is. It reveals those things to you spiritually, but it doesn't give you the answer to that. You know, no one no one has been healed by uh having blood drawn. <laughs> right? It's like, you know what, you know what you really need to do to take care of that problem? You need to get your blood drawn. Well, what? No, that doesn't really that that helps diagnose the problem, but it doesn't fix the problem. It helps us diagnose it. That's what the law did. The law diagnosed our sin problem. It didn't solve the sin problem. What solves the sin problem? Faith in Jesus. Yeah, faith in Jesus. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible right here. You ready? I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Mm, That's solid. Paul's saying, the life I live now, I don't live by the law. I don't live by trying to climb the, the legal ladder of religious law. The life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. Yeah. in Jesus. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you, God know, you know God loves you today? Maybe you just need to hear that. You need to be reminded of that. We all do from time to time, regularly. God loves you he does god loves you and he gave his life for you and uh, so that you don't have to work uh tirelessly for salvation he gave his life for you so that you could get off the religious works plan and you could get on the grace plan come on somebody how many y'all want to be on the grace plan yes the grace plan you don't want to be on the religious works plan the jews paul saying look about him he and uh, Peter themselves, we 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 born Jews, we couldn't we couldn't be saved that way. The grace plan—it's the only plan. We're saved by grace through faith. Yeah, and He loves you. He gave His life for you. All right, let's jump over to Mark chapter six verses thirteen and following. Mark chapter six verses thirteen and following. I'm gonna get there. Here we go. Um, What are we reading? We're reading 13 through 29, 13 through 29. Uh, Mark 6, 13. Here we go. I'm starting at 14. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah. So they're asking, who's Jesus? Like wh- how How's he doing all these amazing things? And still others claimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. He's scared. (laughs) Let's be honest. He's scared. He's like, John the Baptist, I beheaded. I knew he was a righteous man. I should have never done that. I should have never done that. He's come back to get me. For Herod himself had been had given orders to have John arrested and had and had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. Married his brother's wife? Man, come on, man! You, why you do that? You, there's other ladies out there. You got to marry, marry your brother's wife. Come on, you weirdo. Yeah, I'm telling you, People was weird, man. He did this because Herodias, his, brother's, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. Come on, boy. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not law- lawful for you to marry your brother's wife. John was calling him out. He's like, dude, come on, bro. That's what he was saying. That's exactly what he said. Come on, bro. It's not lawful, verse 19. So Herodias. Nursed a grudge against John, and wanted to kill him. But she was not able because John, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled. Yet he liked to listen to him. You know, some people like, "I'm, I'm puzzled. I don't, I don't really know all of what you're saying here, but man, it's entertaining. Finally, the opportune time came on his birthday. Herod gave a banquet. For his high officials and military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Man, he was crazy. He, look, he's all caught up in the moment, all caught up in the, the, the lust-filled moment. He's like, whatever you want, I'll give you anything you want. What do you want? And uh, and the girl hurried to her to to the king with this request. It funny you should ask Herod because I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. A what? I was thinking maybe a diamond ring. <laughs> I was thinking maybe a trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. Uh, keep the ring and the uh, the trip to the Caribbean. What I would like is uh, John the Baptist's bloody head on a platter. Uh, The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her, so immediately he sent an executioner with the orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in prison, and brought back the head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's rough, man. That's brutal. Um righteous man, John the Baptist. Um really uh persecuted for doing the right thing, right? Just t- t- calling out sin, calling out what was wrong. And um wicked people. Crazy wicked people. Well, hey, that's uh that wraps up the readings for this morning. It's always good to be reminded. You know of what we what we read about in Galatians we were saved by grace and that uh he, he loves us, he gave his life for us uh, and that we don't have to we don't have to be on the religious works plan man um you can you can be on the you can be on the grace plan what is the grace plan faith in Jesus right we, we don't do good works to earn salvation because we're saved because God has lavished his love on us because of that. We go out and do loving and good things, but we don't do those things to earn God's approval. No, we do those things as the outflow of God's love and kindness to us. Yeah. So, hey, as you go out today, go knowing that you're loved. Go knowing that he gave his life for you. Go do good things, but not in a way to earn God's approval, but as a way of uh, expressing gratitude for what God has already done in your life um, through Jesus. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on today. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Well, hey, we're at that part two. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for goodness and your kindness. Thank you for the reminder, Lord, that we are saved by grace and that you love us so much, and that uh, that love is based on your kindness and your mercy, and that we don't have to earn it. Um, that we it's a free gift. So God, I pray for each and every my every one of my friends today that they know that they are loved, that they are um, accepted because of what you've done for them on the cross. Lord, may we walk in that today. May we walk in grace and truth and holiness and hope and kindness uh, and compassion. Lord, may we spread that everywhere we go today. Lord, I pray for my friends, whatever they're facing, whatever they have going on in their lives. May you give them kindness and may you give them strength. May you give them power, the wisdom to make the right decisions um, and, um, and the strength for each and every trial that they might face. Lord, thank you that we are more than conquerors through you who give us strength. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every person today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you guys for being on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thanks for spending some time in the word of God and in prayer. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Those of you on the podcast, thanks so much for listening in. I hope you have a great day today. You can always reach out to me on the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. BibleStudyPodcast2020 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks for liking this subscribing to this taking a minute just to share this all those things i really appreciate that and um and really helps build this community so more people can dig into the word with us each and every day all right you guys have a great day we'll see you next time bye thank you for joining us today on pastor terry's bible study podcast we hope you enjoyed today's show if this episode has been an encouragement to you please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Oh,